Big Dog Ball Talk back again. Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. Uh, Jordan Flegel, Mr. No Days Off. At least I'm assuming, being presumptuous here, that you're Mr. No Days Off. Uh, the farm no. life. You never get never get a day off, even with oh apparently my my Google wanted to interject on that <laughs> one. Uh, I fucking hate Google again. I, I could go on it for an hour. That would be a whole podcast, me versus technology, as you guys have heard. But uh, before I was really interrupted by some fucking thing. It wasn't what is that? Bill Gates? Google? No, I don't know. Fuck them. <laughs> um, but regardless, Jordan, uh, you know what's on tap today? Because uh, it's uh, it's May two four weekend for everybody here north of the border. Uh, everyone else got the day off, but. But uh, unfortunately, I assumed you probably would uh, still be having to, to to work yourself to the bone. Yes, there are no days off. The sheep—I mean, the, the the sheep the sheep don't stop, uh, you know, giving birth, mm-hmm. uh, keeling over randomly. That's the thing I yep. gotta do. I gotta go look for the ones caught on their side. I gotta tip them back over because otherwise they'll just lie there, look stupid, and uh, and die eventually uh, if they they fall on their side. Um, so yeah, many. Many, uh, the, you know, the, the the work just keeps on going. Funny enough, though, yesterday I had off. Um, I was off yesterday. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You pass it to Which, your uh, your your intern. Yeah, that's right. Yes. No, my well, my cousin just did, you know, my duties along with his thousand other duties. Um, I anyway, yeah, it was yesterday per per my request. But it's it's kind of it's kind of nice, Matt. It's a situation where you know I work every day because there's work every day. But if I need like three four days off, um. You know, to host the boys live, we're, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna bring you guys up. Like I said, a live big dog ball talk mm-hmm. up here, but a round table too of all our stupid ass friends um, who are yeah, all listening. That, that I we, love you guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, well, they're, they're pretty dumb uh, all around. Uh, I mean, I'm we sure, are too. I'm I sure include us. Get and... that. You think we're dumb? Yeah, yeah. I don't I think so, man. Nah, come on, come on. Um, but everybody, it's the uh, NBA playoffs, of course. Uh, conference finals have not exactly been as exciting as everybody would have hoped. Definitely not as close. No. It feels like it's been blowout after blowout. Um, but uh, we're going to start it off with uh, Sunday night's matchup. The Warriors versus the Mavericks. Uh, Dallas going down 3 to nothing. Jordan and I looking like fools for, for really sleeping on the Warriors going into the series. Um, man. Wiggins taking over in the fourth quarter. The huge poster dunk. Some fucking guy Uh, salty on our Twitter, uh, you know, saying that it was a push off. And it's like, buddy, 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 they reviewed it. Yeah, they they got the call wrong. It's a poster dunk. Yeah. As Reggie said, you got to frame it. Uh, Yeah, Wiggins uh, Wiggins actually had his best playoff game ever, um, which is uh, which is crazy. I mean, not a ton of playoff experience. So, I mean, uh, not exactly the. The hardest thing to to do when you when you don't really have a a, a huge threshold to have to overcome. Um, yeah. But yeah, Wiggins twenty seven points, eleven boards, uh, shot eleven for twenty from the field. I mean, that's pretty much as good as it gets for Wiggins. Uh, and again, this whole uh, you guys probably were all laughing, thinking I'm fucking around, joking. Andrew Wiggins twenty twenty two Finals MVP, but uh, it's it's happening. It's it, it, this really was the Wiggins game and all that, uh, you know, offensively, but still guarding Luca most of the game, like still playing mm-hmm. really solid defense. Um, you know, Luca kind of went off in this one. What do you have? 40? Yeah. Finish yeah, with 40, 40, but you know, yeah, but uh, like great defense all series though, by, by, by Andrew, Andrew Wiggins as well. Like he's, he's not just a guy who, you know, goes out and his offensive stats just tell the whole story, but uh, like that, he played a team high forty minutes as well. He was out there pretty much the whole game, and yeah, he was. He, he looked like, like he obviously doesn't. Even even this this sort of version of Andrew Wiggins, 
that's not like the best version people were envisioning when he first came in and was the high, highest like touted draft prospect of his year and everyone thought he was going to be, you know, the next big thing. He's still not quite at that level, but this like this fully realized version of 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 Wiggins is actually pretty awesome. Like uh, maybe, oh, yeah. like yeah. better than I thought he was ever actually going to reach. I know it helps that he's around like Draymond and Steph and you know, he wouldn't look this good when we have that evidence when he played on, you know, Minnesota. He wouldn't look this good without these other great players around him, but Mm-hmm. In this role, mm-hmm. like, man, it, he, he was awesome. He was so good. He was so much more, like, athletic than most of the other players out there on the on the floor on both teams. And that really helped a, a, against the Mavericks because, like, you look at Steph and Clay, they're both kind of getting up there uh, with age. Uh, Clay definitely isn't as fluid anymore. And, you know, Steph, Steph had an amazing game too, but, like, he doesn't, uh, you know, jump off, uh, jump out, out of the gym with his athleticism. I mean, he never really has. But, like, watching Wiggins, that was... That was like the old school, like Iguodala, uh, like, uh, and even way back, like the the first versions of the Warriors team, like Harrison Barnes, that like athletic three kind of swing man. They had that again with Wiggins, and it was awesome to see. Yeah. He was he was just so good. He you know he hit, only hit one three, but you know he was a threat out there the whole night. He was mixing it up, you're really putting pressure on the paint. He had the putback dunk too after right, shortly after the uh, the hammer dunk uh, on Luca that that you mentioned and. Uh, he was he was just great and yeah rebounding the ball as well, uh you know to, to put up put up that big double double um plain and simple they don't win this game without him and like I said even though Luca still got his forty piece he really has been bothering Luca and and sort yeah. of keeping him from being even more dominant um and and you know any any of the other perimeter players he gets switched onto as well he's been probably their best perimeter defender there's literally a case legitimately a case you know if he has another good game or two. Uh, for him to win the the inaugural Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals MVP, which is uh, it's crazy, Matt. I, I hate to see you being proven right. I hate it. Well, Wiggins is the goat. Uh, everyone's uh, everyone, everyone should probably understand that by now. Uh, but even if you don't, uh, you know, credit also goes to uh, you know Steph Curry. Uh, oh yeah, he another was another great, great he game for him. Thirty one and ten. Uh, shot that the uh, the ball fifty percent as well. Uh, you know, hit 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 five threes. So I uh, definitely can't be mad at that either. Yeah, you know, he did his uh, his trademark turn around and uh walk to the other end uh before it even goes down uh so I, this was all warriors pretty much start to finish yeah. uh i mean the mavericks kept it close at times but then the warriors would go on a little run here and there uh for for me it really right away once this game started it felt like game two that comeback the the uh the mavericks led up which was insane that yeah. they they collapsed like that in the second yeah half. they, they had so to good win in the that first game. yeah yeah, uh, but their spirits to me looked broken. They didn't look like they believed in themselves yeah. anymore. It kind of just seemed like they were going through the motions. Uh, I, I I think Luca is probably getting tired. I don't think he's playing badly at all, but you can tell the supporting cast is not playing to the level they played against against Phoenix. Because people forget, you know, when you play against a team like that, like Phoenix, like a, like one of the best teams in the NBA, and you go all out to, to beat them in a seven-game series, you're going to be gassed. Yeah. You're going to be tired. You're going to be fatigued. There's going to be a lot of uh, different things nagging you because they only had about a day off turnaround, maybe yeah. two days yeah. before they had to play the Warriors again. Uh, and the Warriors really didn't have too much trouble in their second-round matchup. So it's uh, uh, you know, this is a uh, this is where it gets tough uh, for the Mavericks. Uh, again, as we said off the top, I mean, no team's ever come back from down oh, uh, like a uh, 3 deficit yeah. uh you know reggie bullock is shooting over 10 uh this yeah, just well, seems like it's gonna be a sweep like no brainer well you know 
Bullock and Kleba zero points each, like like, yeah. like zero points uh, total between between the two of them. That's that doesn't happen often, but like that was that was the 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 you know the worst time for for that to happen for them to go that cold um, from three. And yeah, as a team, they shot twenty nine percent. The Warriors didn't shoot much better from three, but like it that that's just such a big part of Dallas's game plan. And like Luca had forty points, but he only had three assists at the end of the day. And you know yeah. he the the Mavericks are clicking when he has his points, and he's you know feeding all all you know everybody else. Um, and you know they're they're it doesn't seem it doesn't look as bad as it actually is because Luca scored his points, so did Brunson, and so did Dinwiddie. But everybody else just was was rough. Like um, again, like if if you only play Dwight Powell eight minutes uh, because that that's just not really part of the game plan. And then your 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 true center who you play, uh, you know, twenty five plus minutes and Kleba goes scoreless. And even your other big that you throw in there, Bertons only has two points. Like you're just you're leaving way too much on the table, too much room for the Warriors to to take advantage of. And uh, and shout out Kavon Looney. Actually, he's, I I thought he's been a really uh, impactful player this series. Like he's he's been, looked like the biggest yeah. Guy, yeah, yeah. guy out there on the court. He pretty much has been, but it's funny to see that since he's only like six nine, I believe. He's he's not he's not that tall, but he looks no, huge. Short. He looks huge compared to you know the the big guys that the Mavericks throw out there. Um, and uh, he I, especially earlier early in this game, he he was you know bodying people up inside. He still grabbed twelve rebounds for the game, uh, had four assists, and you know it's kind of cliche, but just knows how to play. Uh, as part of that Warriors offense, he knows how to play next to Draymond. He yeah, knows when yeah. to find Steph. He knows, you know, where where, where Clay is cutting to, and it's all it's all stuff, you know, as as young big men. We, we we've seen it in the short stints, you know, when even a, as talented of a guy as Wiseman goes out there and, and and plays. It's it takes a while to get acclimated to that kind of fast paced system and playing with with those uh, very unique guys uh, in, in Steph, Draymond, and Clay and. Uh, yeah, he he was valuable, and I just thought the the Warriors in general had more, way more valuable players to throw out there, like guys who could play both ends. Um, again, I'm still haven't been that impressed with Clay, but I'm not holding anything against Clay, and he still had 19 points. Like he's he's he was still he had an okay game. Um, he has these spurts yeah. in the series where yeah. he'll look awesome, and then like four seconds later, he looks like he's probably torn in another ACL or something. <laughs> and that's what that's the only explanation. It's 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 very hot and cold with him lately. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you you know you'll take that you'll take that for sure. Um, and you know we're nineteen again. He he say he hasn't completely forgotten how to shoot. And you know if he's left wide open, mm-hmm. he's gonna stick him sometimes. Um, and I, I just gotta say, especially in that third quarter, Draymond Green is so good. I used to be a Draymond hater. Um, but he is so like the the way that he he found. I think Clay missed the shot and it got to Draymond Draymond somehow, and he was kind of like back to the basket. Clay cut back door and got a wide open dunk um yeah. uh, in the third and the way that the warriors can just dump it to draymond in that kind of mid post or the high key or top of the key and he just turns his back to the basket and is just surveying the floor and there's freaking like laser beams guys all running around like yeah he, that is such a dangerous weapon to have like it, it's not even going through your best player and steph curry but you still have this amazing uh like playmaker who who can you know he he, do, he sometimes does that little fake dribble handoff and takes it to the rack himself um, and either gets like a layup or uh, you know a dump off to Looney or, or or kicks it out to three him and Carl Anthony that's Towns the, really that, that was the the Jonas Valanciunas and the special. Jonas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. those that, that you know he he catches people doing that you know a few times per game and uh, like again it's the same story with with with, with Draymond the, the stats don't don't scream at you ten five and five no. but he shot five for ten. 
you know, he, he, he picked his spots of, you know, when to attack himself, but that's, that's, he's like the most impactful 10, five and five guy that you could possibly have. Cause that doesn't even get to everything he does on defense. Um, yeah. and, uh, and Matt, I, I, I gotta be honest. I gotta eat my words. I, I doubted the warriors and now they're one win away from the finals again. This whole year I was like, no, I don't see it with them. I do not see it. I, I don't think they're quite there. Not at the same level that they were. Steph hadn't looked right. Draymond even hadn't yeah. looked right. You know, we just got into how Clay hasn't really looked right. But uh, the everything that the fucking people I find annoying, all the bandwagon fans of the Warriors said about like their championship sort of experience, the mentality, even the you know the talent. Um, they, I gotta eat my words. They were they were right. It's true. Yeah, they, they these guys. You, you still can't underestimate them. They're still champions. Um, yeah. And. And even, you know, the, the the guys that they've brought in and, and haven't really been part of the championship runs, like, you know, since KD left in, in Wiggins and Poole and and these other guys um, have really stepped up. And uh, yeah, I, I just got to admit when I'm wrong. We, we got to be a podcast that, that does that, Matt. We, we can't go. We can't go to the grave with our uh, our bad takes. And I'll, I'll take the L on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go back and uh get Alex to edit the podcast where <laughs> we both predicted the Mavericks to win. I'm going to say I, I, I'm I'm Mavericks in four, four, I think. I, yeah, I, th- I just have a feeling, gut feeling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, definitely, yeah, it, it feels stupid looking back a little bit. I still understand why, you know, we made the the pick for Dallas. But yeah, definitely the Warriors uh, really proven us wrong on that one. Um, but at least we had two years without them in the playoffs. Uh, I know. Well, I mean, that's uh, I'm thinking. I, I don't want this, man. I, I don't like or in I, the finals. Rather, I like the Warriors. I I don't have any really bad blood against the Warriors. Um, maybe a little bit. Um, because I, I I when you have to play a final series against Draymond or like your team plays against them and and, and Steph and all we those won. guys, we won the war. We did. We did. But any, but there's still if we had still, lost, then oh no, I no, would no. Have been pissed. But yeah. you get the sense of how annoying it is to like go up against them. Um, yeah. Especially a guy like Draymond, the way he like you know, everyone knows what Draymond's like. Anyway, I I don't have that much bad blood against them. I, I just I was really excited to not see them in the finals this year, and I I, I thought it would be really cool if Dallas could make it, but they're they're there again. I, I guess I just have to accept it. I thought we I thought we had moved on from from Warriors basketball, but you know the the really good dynasties they stick around longer than than you think they should. So here we are. Yeah, well, uh, we will see if uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green will be looking to to capture ring number four, uh, which would be uh, pretty insane. That would uh, definitely you know boost Steph Curry's uh, all time resume even even higher than it already is. Yeah. Uh, yep. And if you uh, if you want to hear uh, what uh, Jordan and I have to say about uh, where Steph Curry ranks in the uh, echelon of uh, point guard history, uh, go check out our all time position rankings. Uh, oh yeah, that was a great from, one from like. That was like December or something. So go check that out. Uh, you can you can find that uh, through our uh, through our Spotify, Apple, whatever, uh, whatever you listen through, it'll be on there. Um, but to move on here from uh, the West Coast, we're gonna go back over to the East. Uh, the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Uh, the Miami Heat getting through this one, taking the win. Um, kind of shorthanded in the end of the game. Uh, Jimmy Butler at halftime uh, after something that it didn't really look like it was a. Uh, you know, anything bad that happened to him, you know, he was definitely like a stinger. Uh, Marcus Smart got hurt at one point in the game too, but yep. he kind of pulled the Paul Pierce uh, yep. in agony, got up, and then he was he fine. He had to take a shit, back. Matt. He had to take a shit. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Jimmy Butler uh, will be back for uh, Monday night's game uh, four, but 
Uh, Bam Adebayo really took over in this one. And, yep. you know, after we said, uh, you know, he was pretty lackluster game one and two, didn't really do too much. Um, he was the defensive anchor for this team. Uh, and he was by far and away their best offensive player the uh, this game as well. Yep. Um, you know, 31 and 10 plus six assists, shot really well. Um, and the only real thing that you can put this one down to besides Bam, knowing when he had to step up and he knew that, you know, without Jimmy, they were going to have to, really get things going here if they wanted to win this game. So it was a close game. It was a good game. Yep. Um, but Kyle Lowry also back into the lineup, and uh, I think that Lowry effect definitely helped them out, especially on the defensive end, as we saw this one coming out as a, a pretty low-scoring game, 109 uh, to 103 yep. for the Heat. Yeah. Yeah. Bam came out like like he was shot out of a cannon uh, early in the game. Like, that, that clearly people talked to him and said, okay, you know, because what – even, even, you know, at the beginning of the game before, you would think, okay, Bam went off because Jimmy went out and, you know, they needed the scoring. But, no, they they went right to Bam at the beginning. Yeah. You know, but Butler was there. There was no indication that he, he was, was yeah. But Butler was three for eight. He yeah. wasn't even, this was the first off game he was having. Yeah, exactly. And you know, just right away, Bam was straight up bringing the ball up. And they were just spreading it out and letting him go, like, one-on-one against Horford. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, eventually Tice was in there. Like, no one could contain him. And it was kind of flashbacks to the bubble Eastern Conference Finals when it, it, it was Bam kind of having his way with the Celtics front court. And it, it it's kind of a, a simple game plan that I'm surprised Spo hasn't tried to go to uh, earlier, like just mm-hmm. dump it in there to him. Because um, they, yeah, they really spread it out. And, uh, you know, the, the Celtics weren't uh, either willing or, or able to, you know, throw a double uh, at him. And it was basically, yeah, just Bam going one-on-one. And, uh, like, it... it, it Al Horford and the other Celtics bigs must be, must have, you know, the first couple games kind of sigh of relief. Okay, we don't have to deal with Giannis anymore. But then, you know, three games in, you get a uh, kind of uh, bam version of Giannis kind of barreling down at you, maybe even a little bit, you know, heavier, um, not quite as agile, but like another really fucking tough, tough yeah. uh, assignment for for these guys. And the Celtics have some of the best, uh, you know, big defenders in the league, obviously without Robert Williams, which uh, I, I don't think Bam would have been able to go off quite, you know, at the level that he did if, if he was playing. But, you know, Al Horford, my DPOY, he's no slouch. But uh, Bam is just so big and agile and fast and he can jump. Like, there, there's, there's not a lot that he can't do. But what I like, too, is, you know, kind of running through him when the Celtics did eventually adjust to kind of trying to take away his lanes to the basket, he's a really good passer too. Like he had six assists yeah, in this yeah. one. Really underrated passer. Like, like he's he's just he's great. He found guys out on the wing. You know, whether it was Struess and uh, or even you know Vin- Vincent hit a shot at one point. I think it was off a, a Bam assist. Um, and there was like just such good movement around him. And r- when the Heat run their offense through Bam like that, uh, they're they're really really tough to beat. And and yeah, it was it was perfect to to have that going on when Kyle Lowry was back in the lineup too. Like you said, like he's able to when the ball comes back out to him, he knows exactly you know when to you know attack himself and then kick it out or where to swing it. It was a lot of yeah. especially down the stretch of the game. I just loved it was it was kind of it almost made me you know sad that he's not on the Raptors anymore. But the way Kyle just brings the ball up, he's dribbling with one hand and he's literally just pointing like barking out orders of where you know where guys should go like. There's not many point guards who who are like that anymore. Like he's kind of part of that, uh, you know, old school, old, old like old guard of point guards who control the pace, who you know know every all the sort of intricacies and and know where guys should be. Um, and that's just so valuable to have. Like he 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 got Struess he he got Struess like on pin downs from the right side. A couple shots where it was just like Kyle would just walk it up, 
He just waited. He hit Struess exactly in the pocket, you know, at the, the yeah. exact right time. And he just, uh, all, all Struess had to do was, you know, rise up and, and, and knock it down. And uh, again, another guy, Kyle's 11 points and six assists aren't going to, you know, slap you in the face, but he does so many, you know, intangible things. It's always, you know, the the little the little things that don't show up on the stat sheet that, that Lowry's always been good at. And just, uh, you know, uh, again, kind of cliche, but just the leadership and that steady hand really helped them, you know, fend off this this huge Celtics comeback because, you know, that the Heat were up by 20 plus, I believe. They were really, you know, the, the, putting the hammer down. And then obviously, you know, the third quarter, there's no Jimmy. Um, the, the, the Celtics go on a run. They cut it to one in the fourth. Um, and, you know, I, I think if Lowry hadn't been there, I think this is a game that Boston, uh, you know, ultimately co- goes out to win um, because, you know, without that steady hand, I think the, 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 the Heat continue kind of to fall apart there. But I think he really helped save this one for them in the end without Jimmy. And, uh, and the, other, the other story of this game, though, too, is just in, in, in that third quarter, Victor Oladipo comes in and plays a Jimmy Butler. And steals the ball from Jalen Brown 8,000 times. Jalen Brown yeah, uh, yeah, f- yeah. forgets how to dribble uh, every other play for some reason, even though he had 40 points in this game. Like, he, my he God. was scoring literally at will on inside the paint. I swear to God, every single I know. every possession that the Celtics had, it felt like it was a pick and roll for him, and he was just slicing and dicing through the paint uh, and getting to the rim with ease. Like, Because uh, Tatum sucked. Tatum was yeah, brutal yeah. Well, that's the, Yeah, that was uh, the other story. So yeah, they're they're lucky that Brown was able to just get the buckets at will that he needed to because uh this could have been a uh it could have been a lot more uh a lot more one sided than it was because it really yeah. came down to Bam hitting a, a tough contested yeah, a weird shot. shot that somehow it was a, it. that's kind of like a, a Jimmy Butler special though. Yeah. You know the yeah. pump fake, pump fake, try and get them jumping. Uh DeRozan loves that move. D Wade well. too, classic uh, yeah. D Wade uh, Miami. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's the heat culture, yeah. So uh but yeah, Bam that that was a great shot. But yeah, regardless Jalen Brown had 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 a great game, even with Jason Tatum really not playing well. Yeah, well, he he did have a great game, but he he like he turned it over seven times, and I, it was it was yeah. so frustrating to watch him like you know bobble the ball, uh, you know, again and again, just lose it and give it up for live ball turnovers. Like I was looking looking at the team stats, the the they the both teams kind of shot hovered right around fifty percent. They both shot pretty well. Boston was thirty four of seventy and. Uh, Miami was 43 of 92 that the heat got 22 more shots uh, in the game. Yeah. Uh, like you're, that's, you know, uh, again, playing the math game, you're, you're going to, uh, you're way more likely to win if you literally shoot the ball 22 yeah. more times uh, than your opponent. And that was cause yeah, the, the, the turnovers 23 to eight Boston had 23 and Miami had, like, it was such a disparity, uh, you know, defensively uh, just in terms of, you know, taking care of the ball and, and yeah, the Heat. I think it's a, they. I think it uh, was a franchise record, either a franchise record or a postseason franchise record. Nineteen steals for the Heat. So yeah. you know, defensively, yeah. they 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 hung their hat on on what you know their their identity is. Obviously, you know, PJ Tucker. We thought maybe he would miss time, but he was back in the lineup. You know, provided really good defense for them, and they just they were just locking guys down. Um, even with even with yeah, like like you said, a really great game from Jalen Brown, and yeah, kind of a stinker from from Jason Tatum, and kind of inexplicable game that. He really can't be having if 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 he expects you know all of us collectively to keep him in that kind of top five player in the NBA conversation. He's he's just he just can't have these games. Um, he, yeah, he's got to yeah. find a way to you know get to the line a little bit more, do something to uh, you know get your points up when you're not shooting the ball well. 
Yeah, uh, it, and again, just to touch on the, the turnovers uh, there, the Heat also a ton of points off of turnovers. Oh, like yeah. When they, make, when, they, when they get the steal, they're they're off to the races, yep. and they cut right to the rim or find the open man in the, in the corner on the perimeter. So uh, that that's a, a, another big thing to, to watch for in, uh, in, in this series. But, yeah, I'm not really sure where like, Tatum, I just honestly at times forgot, was even on the court. Like, he, was, he played yep. almost the entire game. Uh, yep. like he, his defense is still important to the team, and you know he yeah, was uh, yeah. he he did his thing. Like he 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 wasn't there was nobody on the besides Bam obviously, but that wasn't really his assignment. Uh, nobody else on the perimeter really did much. Uh, in terms of scoring, so I mean he you could argue he still did half his job, but the yeah. other half of the job, I mean yeah yeah he he was he was really really not looking at himself. I mean three for fourteen. Uh, it's never gonna get the job done. He still kind of contributed in uh, you know other ways, but. Um, you know, I, I think come game four, he'll probably come out pissed. I think he's going to get the ball and he's going to probably in the first quarter have around 12 to 13 points. I think he's going to be yeah. uh, really looking to go after, especially he's going to probably want to test Jimmy Butler and see, you know, yeah, how, yeah. how he's holding up, see if that uh, if he's really at 100 percent or if they're rushing him back to try and close the series out. Yeah, well, that that's the thing I, I heard. This is what uh, the. No dunks and Jay Skeets did a kind of quick reaction podcast. Yeah, I can finally I finally remembered the 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 podcast to shout out. Uh, I'm I'm getting better, but there, you uh, go. The, there was kind of a, a discussion he was having. You know, I think with just with the stream team because I think it was just him on the pod. But like Jason Tatum's kind of uh, way that he goes up and down sometimes in these series. Like he'll have a 40 point game and then like a, a, a 13 point game. Um, like, and I I agree with you. I totally. Uh, I, I think and I predict he will come out really, really strong in the next game and, you know, maybe, maybe go for 30 plus or, or, or 40 like we've seen him do in these playoffs. But yeah, personally, yeah. I would rather him just hit a straight like 25 every game. I, I I think it's more way more valuable and way more easy or it's, it's easier to sort of know what you're getting from your best player, uh, even if he doesn't always, you know, always, uh, you know, go off for, you know, crazy point totals, as long as he doesn't dip below sure. a certain... Well, yeah. Like, you, you, I would rather that consistency. Um, and, and I think yeah. that's maybe yeah. the next the next step for Tatum. He just, uh, like, he, he, it's just, he, especially the way this Celtics team is constructed, they need his points. He, he just can't, he can't go for 10 points in a game. He just can't. Well, but- and that's been the Celtics' problem all year, right? Yeah, that's yeah. why they were so down in the dumps at the the halfway mark of the season, twenty three and twenty four, as everybody knows. Um, it, it, that that's why. That's why they were even in the situation is because they couldn't put together a string of consecutive yeah. good games. Uh, whereas obviously now they they've kind of figured it out. They've embraced the culture, but uh, yeah, no, it it all starts from the top. And Jimmy Butler's the alpha dog. He's the big dog in Boston, and yeah, he's. He's got to figure out a way to eliminate some of these games from like as again we we uh, just to compare it with that you know the, the another big like a top five arguable guy yeah uh in, in the NBA that we that's still in the playoffs right now uh like Luca I I if he scored ten points oh he'd be yeah no it, it wouldn't work it, people would be no. losing their minds yeah. like I, I I don't think and I think that's kind of that tells you. Uh, really, where Tatum ranks in the uh, you know, yeah. the in the NBA today, because he can score that, and pretty much nobody's gonna say anything yeah. because he's still not looked at as that guy. He's yeah. still looked at as someone who's kind of on the way up. So uh, I think that that should, without even, it's kind of like a subconscious thing. He's not he's not that guy yet, yeah. but uh, you know he'll he'll get there for sure. Uh, and again, next year I think is gonna be a huge regular season for him if he wants to you know really put his uh, his mark on the league, but. Uh, if he really wants to get a head start on that, an NBA championship or at least an Eastern, yeah. Eastern Conference championship is a good way a to get there. Larry Bird so. award, maybe. Yeah, well, even even Jalen Brown, like, 
he had 40 uh, last night or, or two nights ago, I should say. And he's, yeah, in the he's game tonight, more to this point. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going to say. T- tonight, I bet he's going to have like three points on, you know, one for eight. Like yeah. I, I, I bet all the percentages or like the averages would even out to about like 20 per game. But like if if Brown and Tatum could just every night give you 25 points each and sometimes Tatum goes up to 30 or something um, and, you know, and vice versa, that. That's a way better, you know, game plan and, and way to play because then, you know, you're you're in more games uh, consistently yeah. and your other kind of role players can step up in, in those spots. Um, and so, yeah, the name of the game for both those guys is, is consistency. I, I I would I would Ray rather see three consecutive 25 point games than like a 40 and a 10 and a 23 or something. I, I, I think that's yeah, yeah. that's the next step for, for both of them. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can get it done. Well, and uh, that's our our recap here so far for the uh, the the playoff uh, games. Our predictions looking right a little now. shaky, Matt. I think w- did we both yeah. did we both agree on b- Celtics and Mavs yeah. in six, right? I yeah. think we had both of them at, in in six, and yeah, it's uh, it's looking rough. I mean, the Celtics would have to fully win out here uh, yep. Yep. to 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 make that happen. So, uh, but it, it, either way, you know what? I I'd, I'd rather it go to seven. Let's go let it go to seven. Yeah, let's uh, get both going to out. seven. Let's let's get the Mavs. Yeah. You know, get a little. You know, Luca Magic is is still exists. The flame hasn't gone out. We we could see something crazy mm-hmm. here. Well, these are these are the the matchups you're killing yourself. You're wishing even the. I'd rather I'd love, like. In the summer, when there's no real sports on besides, you know, baseball, but I mean, it's fucking baseball. Um, you know, you, this is when you really, really want to, you, you're, you're going to miss the NBA when it's not here. And yes. you're struggling and you're counting down the days to November <laughs> or whatever, whenever the season decides to start. Uh, this is when you really got to appreciate the game while we still got it. Yeah. Um, so uh, be but sure yeah, to, I wanna, to watch I want a good game. Let's get, let's get out. Well, uh, these blowouts uh, are fucking it, boring. It yeah. sucks. It's any, Anything's better than nothing. You know what I mean? I know. It's true. It's true. Uh, well, we got we to gotta even take these for granted sometimes. But tonight, um, I think this Celtics Heat uh, one tonight is going to be uh, you know one for the ages. Instant classic. Uh, just back and forth go. game. That's my prediction. 106, 105. Boston on a game Robert winner? Williams tips it in <laughs> okay. at the buzzer. Okay, okay, wow. After a miss, from, no, I uh, want Jason a Grant Will- a Grant Williams half court heave. That's what I think. Same score, <laughs> yeah, uh, same yeah. uh, result, yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, one nice. of those things will happen. Williams, All right, Williams go. for the win. Uh, so even though you guys don't have to watch the game, because uh, we told you how it's yeah. maybe gonna end, yeah. uh, you 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 probably still watch the game. It might be different. <laughs> well, uh, probably not though. Uh, but to to move on, uh, the NBA released their all defensive team member, uh, or all defensive teams rather, uh, this this uh, past week. Pretty decent for all NBA first uh, or all NBA defensive first team. Uh, Marcus Smart, Mikael Bridges, Rudy Gobert, Giannis Tedekumpo, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Totally all well. That makes sense in my mind. No problems for me. Uh, on, on the second team, we got Bam. Cool. Drew Holiday. Cool. Robert Williams. Yeah, I'm cool with that as well. Yep. Dream on Green. Yeah, cool as cucumber. Who the fuck is voting for Matisse Thibel? <laughs> Who's doing this? I, I tweeted, who the hell is doing I want, like, they need to reveal themselves. This motherfucker got eight first team votes? Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? This yeah. guy's not that fucking good. He got he got in last year, which I was like, okay, this is a bit bullshit because like I've I've watched this guy play plenty. He's not an all NBA or all defensive guy. He's no. not. He's no. I, like he's he's a guy who's only good at defense. That's for sure. That's but true. that doesn't that that doesn't mean that you are a lockdown defender. Like uh, the big the closest guy to compare him to that always pissed me off. OG Ananobi barely gets any credit. And I'm being a homer right now, but you can all shut the fuck up and deal with it. Um, Jimmy Butler also didn't make it here, which is yep. a joke. 
Um, you could even put uh, like a, like a, I would take a Max Struess over Matisse Thibault because yeah. he actually puts in <laughs> yeah. the effort. He puts in the heart there. Like I, I have no clue how people are voting for him. They must just have a bunch of fucking Philly guy that that are based and uh, yeah. like oh yeah we got to get Matisse in there. He doesn't like, even, even play be... that much. Like I, I don't understand. No, I, 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 it it was like. You remember when he was drafted? Before he was drafted, everyone was like, "This guy is the greatest defensive prospect yeah. we've ever seen." He he anticipates how people will move. It's incredible. And I'm like, okay, so he comes into the league, and yeah, he's good. He's long. He's 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 athletic, but like, he's not he's not really a game changing defensive player from what I've seen. He's like, an average NBA. He's okay, player. and he, he he plays defense. That is true. Yeah, he plays defense, but like. What what what's even like a Matisse Thibault signature defensive play you can even think of? Like he he blocked Steph Curry once when they played uh, you know this year against Golden State. Like that that that's uh, he's just not. And, and what's interesting too is I think he's a much better like team defender than he is, he is even like a lockdown individual defender. He I don't think he's really a guy you throw on one of the wings in 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 the NBA oh, no, no, and no, say no. oh he's going to hold them to well, you know he's not 10 that points. Big. And that's the other thing too. You just said OG, at least OG can slide up and defend some like from from ones sometimes all the way up to like a small ball five. Like OG is really really um you know with with his height and long arms and speed uh, a very versatile defender. Matisse Thibel is the opposite of a versatile defender. He can't defend no. bigs. He can't defend no. bigs, not at all. He even struggles to guard, uh, you know, the, the 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 quicker point guards yeah. in the league. Uh, yeah. Like he can't, he can't keep up. He's got his feet are too slow. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. I I really don't get it. That, that's exactly what I thought. Every every other selection, pretty damn good. I'm I'm glad Giannis. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad Giannis got uh, you know first team. I thought he would, but like I I just want. I, I I hope more people recognize how fucking dominant he was. He. Honestly, like if we're being honest with ourselves, if you had Should one have been the MVP, well, MVP, and if you had one defensive player to have on your team, would you rather have Giannis or Marcus Smart? I think everyone Easily in their Giannis, fucking yeah. life would would pick Giannis. Um, so he might be the best defender in the NBA, which is you know really saying something because he might be the best offensive player in the NBA too. Um, so I'm glad yeah. you know he got his love, and you know Mikhail Bridges love it. Yeah, uh, every everybody else. Um, I I do kind of like my even the all defensive teams to make sense as a real team. And I don't know like this, that even, even the first team, like that Mikhail Bridges as your, as your two guard, I guess Giannis going back to 2014, I guess he's the three. Um, and then, you know, Jaron Jackson and Rudy Gobert. I don't know how good that team would actually be. I, I get it's, you know, just, just, you know, to, to sort of give these guys their love, uh, you know, uh, as defenders. But I, I, I do like when the teams kind of like all NBA, actually slot into more that you know positions that make more sense and Giannis is a power sure, yeah, power yeah. forward to me so i would like you know uh, one of the two guards in the league to to, to get some love um you know because i don't think there's really a true two guard on this on this team maybe that's why thibel got in on second team they're going we need a shooting guard from from somebody or from somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. um you know in yeah, drew, drew holiday used to be a shooting guard that's for, for a that's while true. so we'll, we'll I, just say I, we'll go back and you know, I I would have had no problems with Holiday on the first team because uh, again, this 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 whole year, I thought he was he was awesome. Um, and you know, uh, there's there's we're kind of splitting hairs between first and, and second team, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, totally agree. <laughs> Everyone makes sense except for Matisse. I I don't know what it is. I I think it's people just voting on reputation, and 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 that's about yeah. it. People not actually well, watching. We're not well. Okay, so there's two points I want to make just quickly, and I mean this is going to be even in the broader sense. Uh, but I kind of had like an awakening uh recently <laughs> when it comes to the NBA awards, and I'm starting to not care at all. Yeah, like I literally am looking at them, and I'm like, if I'm gonna start measuring guys' careers, I don't think I would even use an MVP. 
I would measure more of what the players decide what they vote to, which will actually also kind of lead into a better, uh, that's a good segue into our next segment, but, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe I should have, uh, holstered the gun on that, but, uh, <laughs> don't, don't worry. We're, we're, we're good here. Um, but, but I just don't feel that, you know, the people who are voting, I don't think like they might be qualified, let's say, yeah. uh, you know, like they might work for, uh, you know, a, a newspaper or some kind of a media outlet that says that they're qualified. Um, but th- we've seen the voting be pretty dumb in the past. I mean, the, you know, like LeBron James should have been a unanimous MVP, but some fucking dickhead New York sports writer voted Carmelo Anthony, number one MVP <laughs> that year, um, just, just to be a dick. Like, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. if you have people that do that, that totally negates the legitimacy of all of this and yeah. they have to pretty much live and breathe do everything they can for these votes like and they give these votes such a weird people like they have people openly talk about who they vote for and i'm like this motherfucker gets a vote yeah like for yeah. like I why know. do they have to have to say so i do like, and i don't know how the process works if like, they mail it in if they have to go in to do it whatever the process is when i see a guy like matisse thibel on there my first thought goes back to like you know, uh, when you when you're in a group of uh, people and you don't really know, and everyone's just going, "Oh, uh, who did you put? Who did you put?" And then yeah. like one person had Thibel, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Thibel. That sounds good. He was on the team last year." And then they just throw his name in. Like, I, I I really don't feel that the the NBA the media awards that they give out mean anything. I don't really hold, think they hold that much weight anymore. Yeah. Uh, the uh, some other sports, you know, they do like their their, uh, and I believe the NBA does it, but they don't really. Uh, post their results they, they do like the nba players association mvp and defensive player of the year where all the players vote yeah and uh we've seen them actually have totally different results i'm pretty sure uh the year that uh, steph curry won his uh his first mvp the the players voted for james harden or something interest yeah, uh, i know there yeah. was one one steph year that they i probably wasn't the unanimous one but there was one year that they gave it to harden i believe yeah um which was uh also kind of a uh, interesting race so i'm uh, I'm sorry to trail off from no, no, the defensive this is, this uh, team is your, here. This is your but rant. This is, this is your rant. No, first this one week. Yeah, it's been, been a while. Uh, yeah, been a while. Uh, but I do think that they've got to revamp or fi- like they've got to do a new selection committee. Uh, maybe not do it by a bunch of people voting. Do it by an actual committee that comes to unanimous decisions. Because I'm uh, I'm pretty sick of seeing some of these fucking guys get nods and uh, you know way more deserving guys get snubbed. You know what I mean. Uh, to, to put you on the spot a little bit here, Jordan, like, is there anybody who's not on this list that really sticks out to you? Like snub? Yeah. Like a, a big, uh, probably one of the big, like a guy, a guy I, I mentioned like a, a, a Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Uh, probably cause that, that, that's a guy who, you know, is always up there and, you know, one of the best defensive players. I mean, uh, not even jokingly, like Andrew Wiggins, uh, was a, a great defensive guy. Like yeah. I would take Wiggins over Thibel. Well, th- so the, the way it's broken down, like I'm, and and I kind of almost forgot this too, because like, like I was saying about the positions, like yeah, there's two guard spots, two two forward spots, and a center spot, just kind of like all NBA. Um, and obviously, you know, Bam Adebayo is voted in as a forward, uh, even though you know he he plays center. So you know that that's yeah. how you get Draymond, Robert Williams, and Bam all on the same team. Um, but si- since you know Matisse was voted in as a guard, to a guard, I think would that. You know, I, I think there's a bunch of guards that could have replaced him. But what about Fred Van Vliet? All the advanced defensive numbers yeah. for Fred Van Vliet are off the charts. He is awesome. He is a great defender. People don't think he is because he's short. And people just uh, and not to mention people don't watch Raptors games uh, unless you're a Raptors fan. Like uh, half the U.S. media doesn't really care. But yeah. all the metrics, steals, deflections, um, like all all the uh, again sort of advanced stats that that point to even even like on off numbers. 
Fred VanVleet is one of the best point guard defenders uh, in the league. That's, you know, at his position and defending opposing point guards. Obviously, no, he can't hold up, uh, you know, against uh, a, a big forward or a center in the post, but no one his size could. Um, but if you're yeah. talking about Matisse Thibel, neither can he. And I think Fred Van Vliet is way more of an impact defender. He's a better help defender. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he can even, you know, he takes the uh, Kyle Lowry tutelage, you know, steps in for charges every now and then too. He's really, really good defensively and just does not uh, get the credit he deserves. So I think he's he's mm-hmm. the main guy. And he actually got a decent number of, uh, you know, votes and points. I think he, as, you know, players go who are left off the team, he might have... Yeah, of, of all the players who didn't make it on, he had the most total points um, in terms of votes. So, you know, he's getting some respect from from some voters. Um, but Which def- is, again, rightfully so. Well, yeah, exactly. But definitely over over Matisse, uh, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, like even uh, a guy I really like over Matisse, DeJounte Murray, another guy who got a decent amount of votes. I thought he was a great... He, the, like He was amazing this year, he, yeah. I, like, he definitely should have got in there. And I think, w- once again, he led the league in steals per game, uh, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Chris Paul uh, uh, got an, a, a few votes. I didn't think he had the best defensive season this year. He's just kind of too slow and you know we'll get into that with uh pat bev uh we know how he <laughs> who also maybe yeah. also maybe snub hey i mean i i'd still probably rather as much as patrick beverly's the maybe the most annoying guy in the nba uh Kyrie uh it comes in close second um you know i'd still probably take him over matisse Thibel if i wanted a good mm-hmm. guard defender so there's a lot of guys there's a lot of guys um yeah uh last guy i was gonna throw there is also donovan mitchell another great yeah. uh who, who two kinda, guard defender and who kind of slid off the defensive slope uh when the playoffs came around but i think that yeah, was yeah there was Regular a lot of season factors award. yeah yeah Regular no it's season true. award it's true and uh, and uh Gober for, got in for he did and for forwards my, my dpoy i'll shut him out again uh where the fuck was al horford man he he got one first team vote so there's someone out there who agrees with me Maybe it was me. Him and, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Hey, you've had a vote the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, these people don't know what the <laughs> fuck they're talking about. And you're just like, ooh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, him and, him and Robert Williams did rock, paper, scissors. Uh, yeah, it's true. You, you can't have both. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, uh, and finish out the podcast, as we have uh, mentioned a couple times Oh, and Herb here, Jones, uh, man. You got to shout out Herb Jones. Then we can keep it moving. Yeah, he he could have made true. a team, the, too. The young man. Yep. Uh, everyone loves Herb. Uh when you're uh, when you're looking at the the NBA world, it's pretty much impossible at this point to have not heard Patrick Beverly on some kind of sports <laughs> show, uh, kind of living in the offices of First Take, I believe. Uh, it's uh, you either love or you hate Patrick Beverly. I feel like more people don't like him, even though you don't like him. People like the entertainment value that he provides. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's trolling. I don't know if he's like legit about some of these takes. Uh, but Patrick Beverly really going on his media world tour of just shit talking yep. uh, right now. Um, and I, I, I kind of go back and forth on if I think this is kind of good or bad for the game to have a guy like Patrick Beverly who pretty much has talked himself into uh, like a legit NBA career. Like people literally because he's on TV and he talks so much shit in the media and he does all these crazy post game interviews and stuff during the games. People legitimately think that Patrick Beverly is like a great NBA player. <laughs> he's a good NBA player, but he's not a great NBA player. Like, are we are we are we being serious here? Uh, yeah. No, I. It's 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 really been funny, uh, you know, to to watch him talk back and forth with Stephen A. Smith and with JJ Redick, and uh, like I'm just looking. Yeah, it, it's a good point because I'm looking at his career stats. What is he? Yeah, nine points per game, four rebounds. No, sorry, that's this year. Eight points per game, four rebounds, three assists. So maybe the most average, like NBA guard you could possibly have. Not good. Yeah. 
not that bad. Like he, the winning teams want him. I get it. Um, but you know, yeah, he, he's not a bad player. No, like, at no. all. He's a like a, he's a guy that I think most teams would like to probably have yeah. as like an asset, not as a starter. No, no. Um, and you know, he's 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 a guy who's credit to him, kind of improved as a shooter. Um, you know, when we're talking about his game on the court, uh, I've always found him. It, personally, if I was a GM, uh, from my you know very very far back perspective, uh, I don't think Pat Bev is worth the trouble because I think after a while he gets under even his own teammates' skin. Like I think uh, for sure, and the way he like talks shit when he really hasn't done much in the grand scheme of things. Like I know he's been in the playoffs almost every year of his career, but it's not like he's been a huge difference maker and you know got into the finals or something like that. Like he's the thing he's most well known for is injuring Russell yes, Westbrook. Like exactly. I don't, I don't know how he can like go out there and act like he's like he's he's well he's walking around like he just won Finals MVP for I, God's sakes. I know, and it's like, buddy, you literally you didn't even win the first round series. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And yeah, when when he jumps up on the t- scorers table and like is you know oh, is, yeah. is is crying after the play and win, like I think there's a debate to be had whether that's good for a young team or bad. Like I like the energy, I like the passion, but it's also like, come on, man, this is. Uh, Maybe a bit too much, but you know he's gonna be you know depending on your cup of tea whether you you like a guy like that. But like uh, the 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 fun part of this to me is you know when he goes after Chris Paul almost for no reason. Like I know Chris Paul goes get gets under you know a lot of people's skin. I I know a lot of people in the NBA straight up just don't really care for Chris Paul. But I want to know if there was like actually an incident because remember it was last year like when the suns got to the finals remember when pat bad pushed him in the back of the Clippers series he, he went no, up to yeah, him and, yeah, and yeah. Slam, body slammed him from behind could have actually i think patrick beverly just thinks that he's chris paul yeah and he doesn't get why people don't also think that <laughs> i know which is weird because like you're talking about him you know being being a cone on defense and everything and you know it it, it i i remember <laughs> there, there other people have made the point i forget who it was it might have been uh matt barnes or one of the many people who kind of went off against pat beverly after he made the comments but luca made pat bev look like a little itty bitty little ant yeah. when they play regular season or playoffs he just backs him down and scores right over him and uh you know he's i i think pat bev fancies himself as you know the best defender in the world or the best like small defender in the world um and uh yeah i i just don't know why he's he's going at chris paul like i, I don't know if chris paul said something to him or you know really annoyed him but did you hear the story when he went to chris paul's camp years ago and he says he oh. destroyed chris paul <laughs> and Le- lebron not, he, was there and he, he was it was a to... lebron camp he oh said, it was I the think. lebron camp yeah, yeah but chris paul was he, there it was like i think when they were like in like coming up like in high school or yeah, some yeah, yeah. Shit. it was what he was saying it was something weird yeah and he was like yeah destroyed go, go ask lebron <laughs> yeah he was go ask him and i was like lebron's really, not gonna is... remember that shit well, also LeBron and Chris Paul are actual friends. Yes, they're very good. So friends. he probably would actually be like, "No, Chris Paul broke his ankles, and Beverly, we were we were kind of confused why he showed up. He didn't even uh, you know pay his entry <laughs> fee." Um, I I'm not uh, I I, am, uh, I like I like Patrick Beverly for the entertainment standpoint for sure. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it gives us something to talk about, it's especially like when Ball. it's kind of a yeah, essentially that that's a good comparison actually because again, Lavar Ball, I as it went on, I grew to love him a little yeah. bit when I realized <laughs> when I realized that his whole shtick was to boost his son's draft stock and yeah. he's actually like a top ten sports dad. Yeah, ever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that's 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 maturing. He's realizing Lavar Ball is like a, a mad like genius who loves his son. Yes. Um, whereas you know you get fucking Patrick Beverly who I genuinely think is just doing this because he has this big of an ego i don't think it has anything to do with anything else but the fact that he's embarrassed that they lost the playoff series where he talks so much shit oh my god and now he's kind of trying to 
put it on anybody else. Yeah. Because again, you imagine if when the when the the Timberwolves lost, if anyone actually cared enough to just roast him and his performances. Instead, he's like, oh yeah, the Chris Paul. Oh yeah, because you said the the cone comments, and it's like. And I okay. go to bed. I Man. go to bed at uh, two a.m. I don't care. I'm out. I'm out partying. But with Steph Curry, I go to bed at eight o'clock. Like yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I'm hey, maybe, maybe that is how you how how he handles himself and everything. But I I I think that this offers up the question because I think that if he does get this popularity and this is kind of them signaling, you know, uh, a a a person who might be able to work in the media because again, we've seen like Draymond's already signed his deal with Turner Sports after he showed that yep. he's really really great at uh, you know handling himself on the desk. Um, is more players in the media a good thing in the sense of? You know, like unfiltered uh, guys like Patrick Beverly. Because again, JJ Redick, very well spoken uh, and articulate. Same with Draymond. These yep. and these guys know the game well. They were around it. They played on championship teams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, JJ never wanted to, but he was on uh, mul- uh, on some finals teams. Played yep. on some competitive Clippers teams, of course, as well. Um, uh, and Sixers. Um, but but you get, you get Patrick Beverly, who again isn't really a winner. So I think that. At the end of the day, it's kind of like you have to pick and choose. You have to make yeah. sure that some of these guys are qualified enough to be able to do this, either journalistically or they're qualified enough from the game. Because yeah. again, you get a guy like Dwayne Wade, who you know you probably wouldn't have thought he would be you know wanting to get out there and do the media. But again, a great guy, uh, really you know uh, a good looking guy. So you know, it's always nice <laughs> to have on TV as well. Uh, but but D Wade, you know he he knows the game. I mean he's he's one of the best uh, guards we've ever seen yeah. uh, in NBA history. So I mean. It's good to have him there again. And if you want to go all the way back, I mean, if you want to talk about the perfect outspoken uh, NBA analyst, don't go any further than fucking Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he says some outlandish things, and they are stupid. One of the best players that we've ever seen play well, the game, though. That, and he he owns up to these things. He has reasons. He's yeah. not just going out there and saying, "Oh, well, this is this because I said this." He's fucking giving you facts. He's giving you history lessons. He does more. I think that's the problem: is that players that go to try doing these media runs, yeah. don't get that it's you just can say things. Yeah. And it's the same thing with us. We can't just come in here and say things. I mean, we, we're, we're even lower down the ranks. we got to make sure we're proving you guys what we know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that's what bugs me when I see a guy like Patrick Beverly who's just going out there to talk shit, and he really doesn't care what he's doing or what he says because he just wants the clout. Yeah, well, that that's exactly the that, – that's a uh, really good point. That's what I was thinking, uh, you know, that, that Charles can go and say whatever he wants. He's Charles Barkley, former MVP, mm-hmm. uh, second leading scorer of the Dream Team, one of the most popular, you know, NBA players in the 90s, one of the best players uh, in the 90s, uh, you know, one of the best eras of basketball. Like, he's mm-hmm. a legend, like a Hall of Famer. When you're a great player like that, you can do whatever you want. I think that's great entertainment. If if Pat, if Pat Patrick Beverly was Patrick Beverly and said all the same shit he was, you know, saying, but he was like, uh, I don't know, like a freaking perennial all-star like finals mvp type guy like he was chris paul yeah if he, I, i'd be like this is this is cool this is fine but like you know and, and it's a good comparison too because you have chuck there up on the set of um you know inside the nba you've got Shaq, who also says has some whack-ass takes but he's fucking shaquille o'neal for god's sake yeah. but imagine yeah. if kenny smith who uh you know won championships with the the hakeem led rockets but was never a star himself was kind of mm-hmm kind of like a, a role player throughout his whole time in the league. Like, imagine if he talked like Pat Beverly and said, like, I busted uh, Isaiah Thomas's ass. I, was, I wasn't worried about him. I, I yeah. uh, you yeah. know, John Stockton, who the fuck is that? Like, I could, <laughs> like, I talked all that shit. It'd be like, it would it would just be weird. But, you know, Kenny uh, is, uh, has, you know, been talking about the game for for years. You know, he's been on that panel for, for I don't know, it feels like close to 20 years now. 
Um, and like he he knows the game. He's really smart. He's very really, mm-hmm. like insightful, and he and that's just that's just the way it, it goes. If you're if you were an awesome player, like if you were incredible, uh, you know, uh, uh, like we're saying, perennial all star, all all NBA type of person, that gives you the you know the the clout and the ability to say some crazy shit. But if you were just a role player, like an average kind of player, you can't just go out and and run your mouth and and talk shit and and uh, you know act like you were you know a, 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 all that when when you really weren't you you kind of have to if you want to break into it you you got to do what kenny does what jj does kind of you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh say shit that actually makes sense like uh, don't don't go out over your head um and and you know talk smack because you know we're we're all going to call you out on it and you're going to just kind of look like an idiot um so i think you know i think if slash when Patrick Beverly kind of realizes that he's not going to even want to do it anymore. I don't think he has any interest of going up and, you know, you know, saying sort of, you know, politely kind of breaking down the game. I don't think that's why he he went on first take and, 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 you know, his whole media tour. I think he wants to be that kind of provocative uh, guy who, you know, stirs up controversy. I think that's why he's doing it. And that's why, yeah, I, I think it'll probably just blow over. But it certainly has been funny. It's been funny. And I love, you know, that Damian Lillard clap back at him, that even CJ McCollum, uh, like all, all these guys, I didn't, I haven't heard one like player be like, you know what, Patrick Beverly's right. Chris Paul sucks uh, or something like that. I, I haven't yeah, seen anybody yeah. come to yeah. his rescue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and think again, I'm pretty sure it was only like a year ago. And I, pretty, I think it was back to back off seasons. Pretty much everyone was just clowning Patrick Beverly because he did the same thing in like uh, in post game interviews. And then people would just make fun of the, like his oral hygiene. Yeah. I think was the, the big, <laughs> the, the big thing. Him and, and his screaming. It was, uh, oh, it was, it was some pretty ruthless, uh, ruthless memes out there yeah. of, uh, of good old Pat Bev dog. Um, so, uh, <laughs> You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if uh, Patrick Beverly decides to come back into the media. I mean, I think it's kind of cooled off a little bit in the past uh, few days. Yeah. But maybe that's the calm before the storm. Uh, we'll see if anyone's going to have the balls to invite him back. Uh, I'm kind of hoping not, but uh, if not, maybe he'll just start his own podcast. Maybe we'll ask Patrick Beverly to come on here. And we yeah, just, well, this like, is your invite. Patrick, each other. Patrick, please yep. come on. Patrice. Um, <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts, more thoughts on, uh, you know, LeBron and uh, all the other big stars. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. I think sure he said, I think he said he could, he could handle LeBron. He could like tame he's, him down. He's been saying that for years. <laughs> he says that he, he, oh, he, I think he says he wants to play with LeBron most, but he said that he like can easily, but there was a play. I think he blocked LeBron. I think our stole, yep. he stripped LeBron with the game. And he the blocked line him. Yeah. That, that Lakers game. And then he like made yeah. fun of him in front of the crowd. And I'm like, Patrick, yeah, you're playing yeah. with fire, man. This is uh no one's going to be gonna fair. I will, I'll, I'll say this. You know what? LeBron's six, like six eight, almost six nine, and Patrick Beverly's barely true. over six feet. True. He blocked him. I would talk my shit if I blocked LeBron. <laughs> yeah, too. you I'll would, Matt. That. Yeah, Matt, you you're uh, kind of like Patrick Beverly on the court. I'm like Chris Paul. You think you think you own me, but I'm like your I'm your daddy. You know no. what I'm saying? I'm Paul. No, I am your daddy. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, you wish. I mean, you, yeah, you, you might be like Paul on the court. <laughs> well, but, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, I think Paul's great. I, I've never seen him hoop, but uh, I I'll take that comparison. Yeah, he said he used to have a really good uh, hook shot. Okay, Paul, if you're it. listening, you can verify that. Sweet. Uh, but, but to move on, uh, follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, Matt Acorn and Jordan Flegel. I mean, uh, every Monday to Friday, we're uh, we're posting content. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's not stopping. Uh, by the time Friday comes around, Jordan, 
there's a chance that we're talking NBA uh, Finals preview here. It's crazy. This is crazy. The the season's really flying by. Uh, and again, we will uh, we keep you guys up to date. There will likely be uh, some small schedule changes during the off season, but we're going to be still pumping out the content for you guys, uh, making sure that you've got uh, lots of podcasting to to listen to from the from the big dogs themselves. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of interesting stuff on tap as well. Uh, and you know, maybe who knows? Yeah, maybe as Jordan alluded to, we'll get a roundtable of. Uh, bunch of uh the the idiots that we hang out with yeah. that uh you know we we have we have a lot of our own uh little uh basketball stories that we could uh we could share i'm sure we could I'm have sure everybody wants that everybody wants to drinks. hear that i i let, that's what that's what i hear people really like it when you talk about your yeah old, inside like, jokes inside jokes really mm-hmm. really inside work jokes. for uh, our, yeah. our people our listeners who's never met us so you know stay tuned for that guys gonna be great yeah i think it'd be, i think it'd be great uh but everybody thank you so much for listening to another episode of big dog ball talk if you get be sure to get us at big dog ball talk and again let us know if there's any content anything you want us to cover we got ever, an email uh, we'll, right uh, we got an email we'll Matt. If, if you want to yep. send an angry uh, you know angry text uh you know thread or some sort of thing to us privately we've got cussing big dog ball talk at uh gmail.com i believe we got tiktok we got more tiktoks coming we got youtube again eventually uh if we get our uh you know situation sorted out but uh yeah, yeah we're, we're yeah, rolling yeah yeah big dogs versus technology keeps going yeah. uh but uh i'm at icor with jordan flegel and as my good friend jordan always says so is it victoria today today matt is that what it's called yes okay. yes i believe it's today you have the Monday. day off yep I'm virtually icing you, bitch. You've been iced. Uh, you have to drink a whole smear of ice. Well, it's it's I don't here. See a nah, 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 nah. He's lying. Matt's lying. It's here. It's here. <laughs> um, so uh, that's gonna have to be that. That's oh, gonna be our next tweet it. or TikTok. Oh, no, oh, oh, oh. I'm drinking it. If I virtually do it, you have to go out and buy it. Unfortunately, because like you know, I can't I can't mail it to you. But uh, you have to do yeah. it, and you gotta send that's me the, the video. I'm, I'm kind of looking around right now. I've got I've really only got uh, uh, liquor. I was I was go gonna go to do a barbecue today, but uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, if anything's open today, it's kind of one of those oh, yeah, holidays shit. where most things are closed, <laughs> most things aren't. God damn so, it! So uh, if not on Friday to kick off the episode, I'll, I'll ice myself nice. to to start off the episode if I'm not able to uh, otherwise. Perfect. But you got to keep your word, Matt. You got to do it on video. All right. Stay 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 frosty, everybody. Yeah.